0: Now, we must all fear evil men, but there is another kind of evil which we must fear most, and that is the indifference of good men. This is A Voice in the Wilderness uh, podcast channel. The topic of today's episode is why I am brutal on the Vatican II sect, neo Larping apologists for these counterfeit Catholicisms. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. Now before I start into my uh, the, the topic of today's episode, I want to clarify what, what I said when I gave the topic. When I said that I'm brutal toward the Vatican II sect Neotrad LARPers of the false, or I'm sorry, the well, it is false, but the counterfeit Catholicism. I want to make, I want to stress in the strongest possible terms, I'm not talking about the average Vatican II sect member. I am not talking about the average neo-traditionalist who goes to their Society of St. Pius X Chapel, the FS, uh, I believe it's the FSXSP. They're basically the Vatican II sect um, Latin Mass, their version of the Latin Mass Society. The average, the average um, layman, you know, um, I, I can't throw stones at them. Having been a former Vatican II sect member myself, um, it would be very hypocritical of me to criticize them for their ignorance when I myself... Was guilty of the very same thing. And in case I have not made this clear. In at least this podcast channel. I want to make it. Um, clear right now. That. It was only the grace of Lord Jesus and his blessed mother. That brought me to the truth of sedevacantism of So. I am not criticizing the average layman who is still in these two false Catholicisms. You know, they they may have a a, uh, uneasiness that something is not right, but they stay in anyway because they're not sure of what to do. Now, anybody who's listened to my original podcast, St. Longinus' Baptism, where I do criticize the average layman is when they try to de- defend the indefensible. And in this regard, I am not guilty of this. All. When they see the stuff that it goes on in the um, Vatican II sect, the actions of Mr. Bergoglio, the actions of his pretended bishops, the actions of his, you know, of of the corruption, the obvious corruption. I mean, it's not even a, anybody who's paying attention knows that this corruption is is not on accident. They they are doing this on purpose. That's why I call it defending the indefensible. Because if if a non-Catholic, whether Protestant or secular, can recognize this fact Then If a person who considers themselves to be Catholic Cannot recognize These corruptions and heresies Then I'm uh, I'm going to criticize them Because Because Part of being Catholic Or true Catholic is Is that Number one, we do not tolerate this But number two You know, we're supposed to recognize You know, we're we're supposed to have a, a, a grasp enough On our um, dogma and theology That when these things do occur blatantly, like they have been since the Vatican II Council, that we recognize those actions for what they are. Now I'm going to make a quick disclaimer here. The, when the Vatican II Council was first promulgated in 1965, I understand because something like this was unexpected and you know nobody had a crystal ball at the time to know where this was going to lead I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not critical of the first um, the, the people who stayed in the Vatican II sect at first I'm not critical of them because nobody at that time, and it's very easy to point out with, what, 60 years of hindsight where this, where this headed. So no, you know, the, the, the persons who initially stayed in, I'm not criticizing them either. I just wanted to make that disclaimer. Now, as I said, I criticize the layman in the pews if they're defending the indefensible. And the reason that I'm not including myself in that was that when I I joined the Vatican II sect in 2005, Right, uh, I got confirmed, I believe, it was right after Mr. Ratchinger um, took over as pretend Pope. And at that time, I was still under the delusion out of ignorance that what I was in was the actual Catholic Church. But when I did, you know, when I... I, I was online uh, at the time and... Um, when i um and and where where i do hold myself responsible for is when i started seeing the contradictions and the heresies that i was not diligent enough at the time to do you know to 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 study you know what were what what was obviously in front of my face but is is as far as the the other stuff goes. You know, the pederasty uh for those of you who don't know what that means is basically the child rape, the um the contradiction in pre-Vatican II um, Catholic dogma, which Being a set of a contest, we consider the pre the pre-Vatican II Church to be Jesus Christ's church on earth. His true church. And um just just the the circus, and there's no other way to describe it, that is the Vatican II sect i did not you know i did not defend the indefensible not you know if if you know i i did not um, i did not defend these things because you know god is, has given me the grace to realize this Catholics part of our duty if we take our Catholicism seriously is that we do not defend the indefensible and it's not just supposed to be in our spiritual lives it's supposed to be in our family lives it's supposed to be in um, our work lives it's not you know if, if we if we take our our Catholic religion seriously as we should, which means living our faith, then we do not defend the indefensible. And, you know, that's, that's as charitable as I can be. And I don't know if I... I've done 11 episodes, and honestly, I'm not sure if I told this story. When I first... Entered into the Vatican II sect, um, because I recognized Catholicism as the true cat, you know, as Christ revealed religion on earth, and that's the bottom line. You know, pre Vatican II Catholicism is Christ revealed religion on earth. You can, you know, you can deny it. You know, you can, you can write me off or whatever. That is the truth. And, um, Catholic Answers at the time had, and I think this, this uh, website still exists. Um, When I joined it, I was, I think I was a part of it for around a year And finally I got kicked off I got kicked off the website But right before I got kicked off the website I got accused of being more Catholic than the Pope Which at that time was Mr. Ratzinger And uh That was my first blatant, my my first blatant um, example. You know, God, God uh, sending me uh, a an, an, an obvious indicator that something was wrong within the Vatican II sect because. Um there there is there there should be no such thing. And I want you guys if if you're part of the Vatican II sect, or if you're part of the Saint Pius the Tenth Society, the Saint Pius the Fifth Society, or the uh, Latin Mass Society of the Vatican II Sect, I want you to think about the, what I'm about ready to say very carefully. if you if let me, let me I, I want to make sure that I make myself absolutely clear in in the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church if you are practicing in good faith and and with the proper intentions the catholic faith there is no way in heck that you can be more catholic than the pope there just isn't because <laughs> because I, i'm going to i'm going to try to make this as simple simple as i can if you're practicing the catholic faith as it has been revealed and he is teaching it as it has been revealed, then he is no more Catholic than you, and you are no more Catholic than he is. You are both working in tandem in the true Catholic religion. That's as simple as I can make it. And if you. If you are contradicting that Pope, and I don't want to get into the airs of the neo-traditionalist airs, um, at the at in my show notes, I'm going to put my original podcast where I covered this ad nauseum. But if 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 you. If you as a Catholic have to, if you're accusing other people of being more Catholic than the Pope, that should be an indicator that something is wrong. If you're being accused of being more Catholic than the Pope, that's an indicator something's wrong. But not only that, another warning sign that you're on the the wrong track is that if you're one of these laymen, and don't worry, I'm going to get to the apologist soon. If you're one of these layman's that says, well, I recognize M- Mr. Bergoglio or Mr. Ratzinger or Mr. Watia or Mr. Montini or Mr. Uh, Roncalli as Pope. But if I think that they're an heir, I'm not going to follow that teaching. If you're under that misapprehension, you're on the wrong track. There's no other way to put it. You are on the wrong track, because anybody who knows, you know, read any, <laughs> read any of the uh, papal encyclicals prior to Mr. Montini, or I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Uh, Roncalli, and they they tell you flat out: if you recognize a pope, you are bound and subject to his teachings. You don't get to... Picking and choosing is why Protestantism is called the heresy. Because that's exactly what they did. Well, that and the fact that they would not recognize the true Catholic Church as uh, Jesus Christ revealed religion on earth, and they decided that they were going to follow... The parts in the Bible that they liked And build their theology off of that And anything that the Catholic Church had taught That they didn't like Well, you know, they weren't going to recognize it It's no different And if you can't recognize I hope and pray That you will get out of this air Because it is Literally Protestantism and this is aimed direct at, at 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 the layman because my beefs with the apologist, oh, that's another thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Mother Mary. When I say apologists, I'm not talking about the layman on the misled. Or confused layman online who happens to be in the Vatican II sect, or the Saint Pius X, X Society, or the Saint Pius V Society, um, who's defending these these heresies and falsehoods for whatever reason? I'm not. I'm talking about when I say the word apologist, I'm talking about. At least in the Vatican II sect, the, the they they literally get paid by by the Vatican II sect by the imposters in Rome to defend this sect from question. And when I talk about the neo-traditionalist apologists they they may not necessarily they may not necessarily be the, being paid from the impostors in rome for defending the heirs and the heresies or for that matter they not may not be even be being paid by the uh society of saint pius the 10th or the society of saint pius the fifth however I've consumed enough Catholic content between 2005 to now to know that guys like John Salza, Michael Voris, um, Taylor Marshall, and, you know, these other guys, even if they're not under... Uh, directly under R- Rome's payroll they are still making decent livings off of off of ignorant laymen and uh, you know I'm, I'm going to get into this but for right now you know just because they're not drawing a paycheck from the Vatican does, does not excuse them Because like I said, and I'm I'm, I'm minutes, well, actually seconds away of getting into why I am brutal with them. And I, I have absolutely, I have absolutely no mercy toward them. Now God and his blessed mother are full of mercy, and they will show if these if these guys who are doing this repent of their obvious um, sins and heresies, they will find mercy. But for the sake of souls, for the sake of souls, by, by very nature, if somebody is, is not only just um spouting heresy, and the only way you can spout uh heresy is through personal sins. For the sake of souls, that's something I cannot be merciful toward. Not that I hate those individuals and want to see them in hell. And that goes back to the the old cliche, hate the sin but not the sinners. I don't hate them as people personally. I, I hate what they are doing because they are leading people to hell. And some of these people are doing it for whatever reason out of a mix of motives. You know, um, relationship-wise, maybe they have a comfortable living with it. Um, Maybe they don't want to admit the truth. That part does not matter. That's just like... I'll take myself as an example. Let's just say I go to a bar and I get drunk and I pick up a chick and I take her home and I sleep with her and then we go our separate ways. When I go in confessional, my priest is not going to say, well, hey man, what, what were your, you know, why, why did you do these sins? The, the reasons are immaterial. Now, on a personal level, the reasons are material in the sense that I got to take them before God and ask for help overcoming those reasons or circumstances because some people get, you know, and I'm, once again, I'm, I'm living proof. Some people get drunk, get blackout drunk and just... You know, do things that they shouldn't do, but but on on a uh, on a uh, bird's eye level, the reasons why these guys are doing what they're doing are immaterial in the long run because they are misleading and misinforming people and. You know, and I th- believe me, I'm saying this with all the charity in the world. I, I, I take it as a matter of, um, a- a- as a matter of fact, that your average layman that is in the Vatican II sect, that is uh, in the Saint Pius X Society, or the Saint. Pius the Society as it is of goodwill. And it can be no other way because I was once in their position. And um I, you know, one one of my principles is, is I try not to be a hypocrite. And, and I've already acknowledged it was uh, Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother who gave me the grace to 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 get out of that particular air to find my way out. And and part part of what I um and, and this is this is this is traditional Catholic dogma that I'm saying here. Part of um being a a true Catholic is 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 recognizing or ha- you know, getting informed about what Catholic truths are. And in addition to that, when God gives you a obvious grace, Part of your duty, if you consider yourself a, a a true Catholic, is to accept that grace, or grace is, and blessings, no matter where it may lead you. And I don't want to. Well, for the for the sake, you know, because I don't think many people are visiting my original podcast, so I'm going to briefly say what I. What I'm talking about, although I cover it ad nauseum in my original podcast, number one in relationships: if you're afraid that family and friends, or your spouse, or whatever, is going to shun you for 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 practicing the pre-Vatican II uh, pre pre-Vatican II Catholic religion, otherwise known as sedevacantism You're supposed to be willing to pay that price. If in the case of the paid apologists if you recognize that what you are saying is not the truth then and you're making a living off of that then you're supposed to make the sacrifice and by the way not just the sacrifice but the repentance for the damage you have done for 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 defending the indefensible and if you recognize the fact that there are You know, it's part of Catholic truth um, truth that if you have been following an error and a falsehood, you're to reject it completely. When I became a a true Catholic, I had to take, uh, part of my baptism was to, to reject the heresies and the lies of Satan. Okay, so, once again, you know, we're not, we're not here for our own comfort. We're not here for, um, you know, for, we're, what, what, what we are here for is to be prepared, you know, f- to meet our maker all of life. It's just preparatory to preparing to meet our Maker, which is Lord Jesus. So, if we have to suffer, if we have to go through trials and tribulations, which, by the way, anybody who considers themselves a serious Catholic should already understand. Did any of the apostles have it easy? Did any of the saints have it easy? Of course not. They didn't. They had to suffer, you know, persecutions and trials and tribulations in service of the truth. So, they're, you know, the the only thing I can say is, is that like I said, nothing I'm saying here contradicts pre-Vatican II Catholic doctrine. Um. Now the reason I'm very, very hard, uh, the 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 part about these that these apologists, these paid apologists, not. The freelancers like myself. Is. Not only because. They're leading well meaning. And well intentioned. Souls to hell. But also too. Part of being an apologist. Part of being an apologist. Even even if you're a freelancer like myself. Is you have to know. You literally have to know what you're defending. You have to know what you're defending. And if something comes up in what you're defending turns out to be a falsehood, if you're a serious Catholic, then you cannot defend that position if you consider yourself a serious Catholic. Now some people, if especially if they listen to my original podcast, Saint. Longinus's Baptism, may think that I'm being overly harsh with these people, and I would answer. If I haven't already made this answer, that harshness is necessary insofar as they're they're defending the indefensible and they are spurting heresy and falsehoods. And they're lead, not they're they're not only leading people of good will and good intention astray. They're also leading their friends and families and themselves astray. And once again, this goes back to true, uh, true Catholic dogma. It uh, St. Paul, in one of his epistles, I'm not sure which one it was. I want to say it was in one of the books of Corinthians. I could be wrong. But he said that teachers i.e. apologists or catechists who teach falsehood and I'm not exactly sure of the quote so I'm not I I take the quote to mean whether knowingly or unknowingly are going to be judged harsher And, and think about this think about this In God's justice, it could be no other way. It could be no other way. Because if you're a private individual and you're living in heresy and error and sin, and that's, in case I haven't made this point, I want to make it particularly clear. If you're living in heresy and error, that is due to your sins, your personal sins. Because a person that is leading a pious and devout life cannot cannot fall into heresy, cannot fall into error. Why do you think the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church teaches the, ne- the necessity of piety and devotion, true piety and devotion? And you know why why um, why serious Catholics are called to practice true piety and devotion in their personal lives, never mind their public lives. But anyway, so it could be no other way. You, you know, if you are in, like I said, it's one thing if you're in your private life and you're, um, and you're leading people astray. Oh, I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry. In your private life, if if you're living in sin and, uh, and heresy, well, that's that's on you personally but if you are a husband or a wife and you're teaching your kids this you're responsible for their souls as being a parent and if heaven forbid you make your living off of being an apologist I mean that and when I I'm gonna I'm gonna make it absolutely clear what I what I mean by a living if you are supporting yourself if you are supporting yourself strictly through your apologetics and and You're not only going to be responsible For your family And your friends But your listeners And your followers as well You're going to be responsible For their souls And that's why I made the distinction of people Of goodwill and good faith Because For whatever reason they followed you out of ignorance They're going to be judged less than you Because your duty as an apologist is to preach truth. And when I say an apologist, I'm I'm speaking strictly, obviously, in the religious sense. Because, you know, the neocons and the neoliberals and these other, you know, apologists in the secular realm... What they're what they're preaching isn't going to lead. I mean, yes, it is, but it's going to lead people to hell. But um, religious truth comes first before secular truth, and I'm pretty sure I haven't made this point, so I'm going to make it now in the clearest possible terms I can. You're not going to get. What some would people would consider secular truth without having religious truth first. You're ju- it's just not possible. You have to have the religious truth first before before you can get to any secular truths. But that's not. That's not what this uh, episode is about. You know... I... I am harsh on the... And by the way... for, For anyone who's getting it twisted... And you know... Who may have listened to some of my earlier episodes... On my original podcast... I have said in my original podcast and I'll repeat it here for the sake of clarity what would you rather listen to? The harshness of a human being who's trying to get you out of the errors and falsehoods that you're living under or to die in your sins your errors and your heresy go before your the Maker, not just of you, but of everything of in existence, and hear these words: "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you." And for those of you who are unfamiliar with that quote, uh, I would invite you to read the Gospel according to Saint Matthew. It's it's scattered. It's scattered throughout the Gospel of Saint and, and by the way These were literally the words of Jesus As recorded by Saint Matthew The words of uh, The literally, literal words of, of Jesus So and I'm about ready to wrap up here The tone of this new uh, uh, Continuation I'm sorry, it's not necessarily new The tone of this continuation Of my original podcast I think Is a heck of a lot more charitable and moderate But That does not mean to say That if if I get led to take a harsh tone, then I won't take it on this platform. Because I'm just going to put this out here. You do with it what you will until you understand. I mean, even have a dim understanding of what I'm talking about. And it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which podcast you listen to. Once you have a dim understanding of what I'm trying to say here, you will understand, however dimly, why, um, in some cases in my original podcast, why the tone seems harsh and overbearing. And for those of you, for whatever reason, who are not going to bother, I'm just going to put it out there. We're talking about your immortal soul. I can't, you know, once again, take this for what it's worth. I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. But a person who is comfortable in their error and their heresy and their sins... You can't speak gently with them. You cannot rationalize. or I'm sorry, not rationalize. You can't reason with them. And you can't give them, quote-unquote, facts and logic. They are incapable of receiving that message. But maybe, um, that's another thing too. Since a lot of people do not have critical thinking skills... In order to break through the the wall that they've surrounded themselves with you have to prick their feelings. And how their feelings get pricked different people, different results. Some, some people may need to get angry. Some people need to may need to, to, to feel sad. Some people may need to, you know, whatever the reason. But, I don't, obviously, people are going to go to hell of their own volition. But, once again, take this for what it's worth. In my case, in my case, if somebody is walking off a cliff, or in this case, eternity in hell, I can't stand around and and, and, and allow them, or, I'm sorry, it's not my call. I, I cannot, if it's within my duty, or I'm, well, it is my duty, but if, it, if it's within my, my means to try to reach them. I am going to use whatever means necessary to wake them out of their error, out of their heresy, out of their sins, out of their stupor. It can be no other way. And honestly speaking, This, the, the, my two podcasts are not about me, so even even if somebody listens to one of these episodes and says, "Well, I don't like this guy because he's you know, he's too overbearing and harsh, but they, they recognize that what I'm saying, there's a reason on all my social media I give other said Vakans platforms. If I can plant the seed and people decide that I'm not their cup of tea, I don't care as long as they go somewhere where they can get the truth. That is my only goal. I don't care where you get the truth as long as you get it. Because it's, you know, this is why I said secular truth doesn't matter. Because let's just say you're a hardened uh, communist. Okay? If you are a hardened communist, God's not going to send you to hell for being a hardened communist. Okay? That's, That's where the politics doesn't enter into it. However, if you are a hardened communist and you're an atheist... Yeah, he's going to send you to hell for being an atheist, for rejecting him and his truth. So that is why, and I'm I'm gonna to have to wrap this up. That, that is why I keep saying ad nauseum. First, you have to find the spiritual truth. Because it's the spiritual truth that's literally going to get you into heaven. Or, let me rephrase that. It's the first step. Recognizing the spiritual truth is the first step in getting you into heaven. Because like anything else, it's a process. Because there are plenty of people who call themselves set of a who think... Well I, I have the correct dogma. I'm good. And and they are no better than the Vatican II sect and, and the Neo Trad the Neo Trads who who are fooling themselves. They are no better than that. Having having the correct doctrine or dogma is the first step. It's not the end all. So anyway, um if you tuned in and you listened to me for almost 50 minutes I do appreciate it take it for what it's worth and even once again I don't care if you agree with me or not if you had if you if you had the fortitude to listen to almost 50 minutes of something that you disagreed with just to make sure you know just 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 to be sure that I wasn't going to say something that you did agree with, I give you all the credit in the world. I do. I mean, not that it's worth anything, but I'm gonna I give credit where credit is, is due. So take it for what it's worth. I am praying for all of you, and I do care for all of you, insofar as it's much for all sinful, flawed, failed individuals such as myself to care about you. And I do pray for everybody. And I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. So having said that, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. What happens here today, and you will tell of it later.